Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy it is for me to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m., and then we repeat the program uh, those same days at 10 o'clock at night. I'm praying you're having a blessed, happy, and holy day this April 28th, a beautiful day. Oh, my goodness, sandwiched in between... All the rain, I guess, supposed to rain again tomorrow. But today is a great day, so get outside and enjoy it in any way you can. Just enjoy it. Get out and get outside into the fresh air. Really, really, really. Uh, I was sitting out here uh, socially distancing myself from the station about <laughs> a couple hours ago in the parking lot waiting for the Blue Angels to fly over. And didn't quite come right over the station, but close enough. I posted some video on our uh, Facebook page, uh, was sitting out there, enjoyed a beautiful day, gorgeous day. So thank you, Lord, for the, the gift of this day. And again, my friends, I pray that you get outside and enjoy the fresh air. Enjoy it. Um, today, I'm going to share with you some teachings from our Holy Father, his uh, homily from Sunday uh, on the gospel, the road to Emmaus, also his Angelus message. And he also, last week, I guess on the 25th, that was Saturday, um, released a letter to us, the faithful, for the month of May, and uh, I'll share that with you as well. It's a short letter, but he also composed, well, the one prayer that we pray every day, and then also another prayer to be prayed uh, in the month of May. So, Holy Father, uh, especially as we in the month of May on Friday, um, taking the Church into the arms of the Blessed Mother. And so we'll share that with you as well. Also, some news about um, this coming Friday, May 1st, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops uh, are going to be reconsecrating the country to Our Lady, um, to Our Blessed Mother. Um, and um, I want to share some of that with you because Bishop O'Connell is going to be doing that reconsecration uh, at 3 o'clock on Friday, which is normally his program time on First Friday. But uh, he'll be doing the reconsecration, and we're going to broadcast that live, as well as a Mass earlier in the day uh, that he will celebrate for workers. It is the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. So a lot to chat about. But first we're going to pray, my friends. And as always, I invite you, wherever you are listening, and of course all of our domestic church network of stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also on the many uh, audio platforms that we utilize to bring the Word of God out to you, uh, of course, streaming audio from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. I hope and I pray you've downloaded our uh, free Domestic Church Media app. I think we have close to 1,000 downloads, um, and it's not limited to just this area. It's around the world, actually. Uh, but you can actually uh, listen to the program there as well from the app. You can also watch the program because we're coming to you live on our YouTube channel. 
youtube.com slash domestic church media and also on our facebook page facebook.com slash domestic church media and also streaming live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And if you have the Google Home or the uh, Amazon Alexa home speaker devices, all you have to say is play Domestic Church Media and we'll stream live over those devices as well. So many ways to listen and watch the program. And, you know, uh, the program that we bring to you on video uh, format is our live programs and just this program and Friday Live. But on all the other audio platforms, we come to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Our doors are not shut. Our doors are not locked. Uh, We're not contagious. (laughs) Uh, We can come right into your home or right into your car, wherever you are, and proclaim the goodness of God and and proclaim the glory of Jesus Christ risen from the dead during this beautiful Easter season. So I do pray, my friends, that you're taking advantage of these uh, broadcasts that we bring to you. So let's pray, of course, for our country, the world, our church, uh, people who have been uh, so adversely affected by uh, the situation that we find ourselves in. Um, And I I also want to begin, I think we need to pray. We need to pray and include in our prayers the president, President Trump, um, who has the weight of all of this and so much more um, on his shoulders and You know, there's a lot we can say about maybe even his past, whatever that may be, but we all have a past, you know. St. Paul persecuted Christians. St. Peter denied Jesus three times the day that Jesus was was dying for our sins. So many people, but in that conversion process, God lifts up that that person to a, a particular height where he wants him, in this case, the president, and so just in our, in our prayers every day, we'll remember to pray for President Trump and his family, but especially the president uh, during this very, very uh, critical time um, who, as he leads not just the country but the world, but here in our own country. And you know, always put America first. And, and um, I read that he was watching Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral on Sunday, and he had a phone a conference call with many of the bishops here in the U.S., just got to keep praying for the man. Just pray for him. You know, just pray. And even if you don't like his style, still pray for him. So let's begin, my friends, as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're praying this beautiful prayer that Pope Francis composed uh, and asked us to pray during this situation. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting may return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful Subtum Presidium prayer 
to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers every day to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, my friends, I thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and out of the busyness of your day to come and share this hour with me and all of our radio family uh, from around the world, really, listening from many, many places, uh, not just our immediate listening area here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but because of the technology that we use, tuning in from all over the world. And uh, in those prayers we pray, my friends, are very powerful and I do encourage you, please, to uh, keep praying and, and pray with and for each other on a regular basis. We are family, and um, we, need, we need these prayers to take us through. And I believe the Lord is going to carry us through. I, I think you know, we're seeing some um, light at the end of this dark tunnel we've been in the past couple of months. And that light, of course, is Jesus. And so stay close to the Lord and let the Lord lead us and guide us through this valley of darkness. And he will, and he is. And, uh, you know, um, as you know, if you're a regular listener here, that um, regular member of our domestic church media family, we had scheduled our spring radiothon April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Well, obviously, we didn't have it. It was not appropriate, an appropriate time to have it. We've postponed it. We've not yet chosen a date yet. We're not sure when we should have it uh, because things are still uncertain. Things are still in lockdown. Uh, so we want to just kind of get a good gauge on where we're going to be in the next uh, few months. So anyway, we're not doing that. But, but, and there's a big but here, we have to, have to let you know uh, that we still need you to support this work. And I know a lot of people out of work, uh, fixed incomes, those types of things, we understand that. But we also know there are some people who are still working whose um, financial situation has not been affected uh, in any way, and, and you can continue to help us especially those of you who are our monthly donors. I so appreciate what you're doing. Um, but given the current crisis that the, we find ourselves in, not just we here at Domestic Church Media, but um, all nonprofits who depend on the generosity of their donors to sustain them, um, the Giving Tuesday organization, you know, every, every first Tuesday in December every year they have Giving Tuesday, uh, well, that organization um, has... Um, announced that they're going to have an emergency giving Tuesday this coming Tuesday, May 5th. So a week from today, May 5th, uh, is going to be a National Giving Tuesday uh, to help support nonprofits. So we obviously are going to participate in that. Um, I think it's interesting uh, that it happens to fall on the anniversary of the incorporation of Domestic Church Media. We were incorporated on this, on May 5th. 2003, so it'll be the 17th anniversary of Domestic Church Media on that Giving Tuesday. 
And what we'd like to do then is to set a goal. We'll kick it off on Giving Tuesday, but set a goal for the month of May. You know, it costs us $25,000 a month to operate our four stations and all of our other media platforms and to, you know, uh, our, our insurance and all the other things we have to pay for. $25,000 a month. So if we could raise $25,000 in the month of May, that would be a great blessing, knowing that May is covered. Because, you know, our Radiothon, when we have it every spring, uh, we raise the money that we need to carry us through the summer. Summer months are not good. And so the Radiothon over the past number of years has carried us into, you know, September, October. But without that Radiothon, we're, we're kind of at a precarious uh, doing a, 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 a gentle uh, balancing act here. So if you just pray about it, spread the word. We're going to participate in the Giving Tuesday program uh, next Tuesday, a week from today, May 5th, and just uh, pray that you will and others will help us kick off and hopefully be able to raise in the month of May the $25,000 we need to cover that month and maybe even more to help us go into the summer. Um it's hard to believe we're already talking about May, too, isn't it? It's just the way this – we're all in a time warp of some kind. Nobody knows what day it is. Um, I'm, I'm confused, but I'm confused a lot lately anyway. But uh, um, anyway, let's put it all in the Lord's hands. But I, we, do, we do need you, my brothers and sisters, and just ask you please to, to do whatever you can. And thanks to all of you who are uh, supporting us on a regular basis. We appreciate that. Now let's go to some of the Holy Father, um, some of his teachings. Uh, let's do, you know, I'll do first his, his letter. This was released on Saturday, I believe, Saturday, um, the 20, 25th, yeah, the Feast of St. Mark. Um, this is from Pope Francis, and I don't know how much publicity this is getting, but my goodness, it should be. <laughs> I wish, I wish the Holy Father would get you know these these things that I'm going to share with you like this, like his Holy Hour of last month. And those are the types of Pope Francis things that should be going viral on the internet, not the other stuff that's out there. But anyway, let's 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 uh, do this. This is from Pope Francis, dear brothers and sisters. The month of May is approaching, a time when the people of God express with particular intensity their love and devotion for the Blessed Mother Mary, Blessed Virgin Mary. It is traditional in this month to pray the rosary at home within the family. And again, this is from a letter by Pope Francis released on Saturday. The restrictions of the pandemic have made us come to appreciate all the more this family aspect, also from a spiritual point of view. And Holy Father then writes, For this reason, I want to encourage everyone to rediscover the beauty of praying the rosary at home in the month of May. This can be done either as a group or individually. You can decide according to your own situations. Make the most of both opportunities. The key to doing this is always simplicity, and it is easy also on the Internet to find good models of prayers to follow. So here, Holy Father, exhorting the people of God to pray the rosary either as a group or individually, but pray the rosary at home in the month of May. He said, I'm also providing two prayers to Our Lady that you can pray at the end of the rosary and that I myself will pray in the month of May in spiritual union with all of you. 
I include them with this letter so that they are available to everyone. Now, I've posted these prayers, my friends, on our website. If you go uh, to domesticchurchmedia.org and click on the, the prayer uh, button up on top. Is that what it says? Prayer. Let me pull it up real quick and see if I can find it. Um, yes, prayer. The first thing you see is Pope Francis' prayer for protection from, from COVID-19. I'm going to change that. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I did change it, didn't I? I think I, think I did. See, I don't know. I'm, I, I, you know. I'm wearing all the hats right now, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm social media uh, um, person. I'm, I'm the grass-cutting person. No, prayer. Yeah. So if you, if you click on the prayer link on top of our uh, website there, it says Pope Francis' Prayer to Mary for the month of May. And there are two prayers there. So I have posted them, and you can pray them. Uh, so Holy Father said he's going to pray these prayers as well after his rosary every day to be in union with, with, with us. He said, Dear brothers and sisters, contemplating the face of Christ with the heart of Mary, our mother, will make us even more united as a spiritual family and will help us overcome this time of trial. I keep all of you in my prayers, especially those suffering most greatly, and I ask you please to pray for me. I thank you, and with great affection, I send you my blessing. Pope Francis. And then he has in this letter the prayer. The first prayer we pray, and this is this the um, you sh- when we pray uh, to protect us from the uh, COVID-19. Uh, we've been praying it every day since he uh, gave it to us. But then there's a beautiful second prayer. Let me share this with you um, that he also composed. And he said we can pray this prayer at the end of the rosary as well. We fly, to that, we fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. In the present tragic situation, when the whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety, we fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, and seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes towards us amid this coronavirus pandemic. Comfort those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who have died and at times are buried in a way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones who are sick and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill with hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the, econ- for the economy and unemployment. Mother of God and our Mother, pray for us to God, the Father of mercies, that this great suffering may end and that hope and peace may dawn anew. Plead with your divine Son, as you did at Cana, so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect those doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and volunteers who are on the front lines of this emergency and are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who, in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel, are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome this virus. Support national leaders that with wisdom, solicitude, and generosity, they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by farsightedness and solidarity. 
Mary most holy, stir our consciences so that the enormous funds invested in developing and stockpiling arms will instead be spent on promoting effective research on how to prevent similar tragedies from occurring in the future. Beloved Mother, help us realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that, in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity, we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need, make us strong in faith, persevering in service, constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his all-powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, do we entrust ourselves, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Amen. And that's the other prayer Holy Father gave to us now. Uh, and he asked, as we pray the rosary at home in the month of May each day, to include this prayer at the end, or the prayer that we pray uh, here on this program um, to protect us from COVID-19. Now, both prayers, as I said, I have posted both prayers on our website. Just go to domesticchurchmedia.org. Up on the top, click on the prayer link, and the first thing, you, uh, the first option there is to take you to that page with these prayers on there. The letter itself that Holy Father released uh, on Saturday, the Feast of St. Mark, um, is on the Vatican website, and um, maybe I'll post that as well uh, on our site just so you can read that. But again, you, you know, we remember last month when Pope Francis, in the starkness of that vacant St. Peter's Square in Basilica, led a worldwide holy hour, which I think everybody I've talked with who watched it or listened to it, we broadcast it here, it was available to watch on EWTN. Uh, everybody with whom I've spoken about that have, have said how powerful a statement that was, that here is the vicar of Christ, the Holy Father himself, all alone in St. Peter's with the Blessed Sacrament and blessing the world. And this is what we need more of. You know, it was the governor of New York who recently said God didn't do this regarding the flattening of the curb, et cetera. He says, we did this. We took God out of it. I, I don't know. I, 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 and that's, that's the problem. I believe that's the problem. I see as I watch the news and listen to what's going on and see the interaction between individuals and the political parties and the media and the president and, and his task force and things, I see a lot of evil. I see a lot of evil in this. And no one is denying the seriousness of the virus. People have died and are dying from it. And we need to follow the government guidelines, wherever they set them up. And, and we see now that uh, many states are beginning, be, beginning to open up again. But I do see there's a lot of evil here. And a lot of people doing evil things, I believe. And so we have to pray and pray hard to protect the people of God, protect the world, protect our country, protect our church. You know, we're, we're very blessed here, and, and I, I know and I hear from so many of you who tell us, you know, how much you appreciate 
having this apostolate available to you, and I say that in all humility because it's not by our hand but by God's that this is happening. We're just the instruments. That we can still be a shining light for so many of the faithful. Uh, you know, we've we, over the weekend, or I guess last Thursday, we, we installed or we updated our, our automation system here at the uh, Apostolate that automates our program, you know, when, when you hear the spots and the programs, and that's all automated. I have to program it, but it's all automated. Well, we, we installed a new or updated a new uh, automation program with the one we had updated it, and it created a lot of uh, um, glitches, unfortunately. Over the weekend, even today, you know, Father Groeschel wasn't playing. And uh, and I see that, yes, all right, there's a lot of technicality there. There's a lot of, you know, human error, I suppose. But I see the hand of the devil in that, too. I, I got, you know, the, the, yesterday there was dual programming uh, at the same time that the rosary was being prayed. And, you know, one thing I found out, I got to tell you, one thing I found out in, in this work, you know, we have programming on 24-7. That's 168 hours of Catholic programming. I don't hear, you know, if we have little issues here or there, I usually don't hear about it. You know, if something goes wrong or something came on the wrong time. But I tell you, if the rosary is interfered with, I hear from many, many rosary warriors out there who, who let me know about it. So thank you for that. Um, but anyway, we're working on all these glitches. And, and, and what I see is people getting, you know, they, you want to pray. You want to hear the word of God. You, you want to... Be connected to your church because we can't go to our church buildings that we usually go to. But we can stay connected this way. As I said, you know, we're not contagious. You can't catch anything from my voice. <laughs> I can be as close as your, your radio speaker, and you're not going to catch a thing. We're here for you. Our doors are open. We're always here. As long as God allows it, we will be here. That's why, as I said earlier, you know, it's so important that we, we, we are supported because, you know, if, if I can't pay the electric bill or I can't pay the Internet bills or the phone bills or whatever, and we have to start cutting back and shutting down, shuttering, as they say, we don't want to do that. So we need this. And I say it more so because God needs this. He needs us to be here for him to bring this message of hope out to you. Uh, and so let's keep praying, and that's the way to defeat this virus. Yes, all the great scientists with the great minds that God gave them coming up with ways to, to rid the world of this pandemic. We're seeing, as I said, as you hear, light at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing the curves being flattened. We're seeing states beginning to open up again. You know, we live in probably the worst part of the country uh, for this. So we'll be the last ones probably to open up. Unfortunately. But, you know, you never know by the hand of God, this whole thing could disappear very quickly. And God can do it. Don't don't put limits on God. God could destroy this virus and make it, make it disappear and vanish from the face of the earth. But we have to believe he can do that. We have to pray for that. And why not? Why shouldn't we? With God, all things are possible. And that's the power of our prayer. That's the power of our trust and our faith that we have it within our power to do that. Instead of, you know, allowing ourselves to be frightened to the point of paralyzed by panic in our homes. You can't go outside. God forbid if I walk out the front door, I'm going to find myself ended up on a, on a gurney 
you know, gasping for breath because of the shortage of ventilators in an overpopulated hospital, an understaffed hospital. And, and this is what they want you to believe. Not denying that people are dying, people are getting sick from this, especially there are very vulnerable individuals with, with uh, underlying conditions. And uh, we no, there's no denying that. It's very serious. But I was, Sharon and I were talking this morning. We get, we sit down for breakfast in the morning. It's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> Here we are again. You know, used to, and this is good. This is a good thing. You know, it used to be that we'd be on different schedules sometimes. And but anyway, so we're, every morning with same same thing. We're sitting there. We start talking, and I said I started doing some numbers. And I said to Cheryl, I said, how what percentage of the population of Italy do you think has died from this virus? What percentage of the population of Italy do you think has died from this virus? Listening to the media, you would think, you know, 10, 15, 20%. And I did the numbers. I had to, I had to do it a few times to make sure I was correct. But there were, I believe, 27, 28,000 deaths in Italy. Very sad. But Italy has a population of 60 million people. So what percentage of 60 million is 27,000? Certainly not 10, 15, 20%. I think it's 0.0004%. One person passes away from this thing, and it's, it's a serious thing. But is, does it deserve the hype that the media is still presenting? That's my – sorry, that's my editorializing there. I shouldn't be doing that. All I know is we need to go to God. Jesus will lead us through this valley of darkness, and he has, and he will. On a day like today, when we haven't seen the sun for a few days, don't you love it? Don't you just want to go out and, 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 and soak up that sunshine, that sunlight, which they say is very good, by the way, in combating the virus? Don't you want to thank God for the beauty of this day? And we pray for those who are sick, who have lost their lives, who have lost loved ones. Certainly. But we know that God is in control, God is in charge, and God will see us through this. Just keep, keep praying. And Holy Father recommends in the month of May, pray the rosary every day in your home and include these prayers that he gave us, and I posted them on our website. Let me take a break. I will come back, God willing, in just a few minutes. Don't go away. More to come on Come to Me. Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Are you and I a friend of Jesus? That's the important one. See? He will never let you down. He will always be forgiving and merciful and compassionate. You can't say that of any friend. So I have a wonderful friend, and we've been friends for 40 years. Wonderful. I think that's a big grace. Scripture says, if you have found such a one, praise God. But ordinarily, you can't say that you would tell your very heart to this one or that one. To some, it would be like putting it in a newspaper. Be all over town, half hour, where you wouldn't talk to a friend like that. But with Jesus, you can talk to any friend. You can talk to him as the best of friends. People you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Ewing to Union Beach. Heightstown to Humeville. Pine Beach to Penn Valley. Burlington to Bradley Beach. Seagirt to Spotswood. Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All righty, welcome back on this beautiful, beautiful April 28th. Finally, an April day that seems like April. Beautiful day. I hope you're getting a chance to get outside and enjoy it. Don't be afraid. Get out there. Enjoy the fresh air. It's a beautiful day the Lord has blessed us with. And uh, the Feast of St. Um, Gianna, right? Today, the 28th, is Feast of St. Gianna, Brother Mola. Um, but I do hope you get out. Don't be afraid to get out there and enjoy the glorious day. And I said I posted earlier today, you know, the Blue Angels... Um, 
their flyover at the, the Trenton and Philadelphia. Well, they came. I saw the flight pattern that was posted on the on the website that it was going to come up the river and um, at Mercer County at the at the bridge there, the uh, 95 bridge that crosses the Delaware, make a turn, come back down, and they did came right not directly over our building here, but close enough that I was sitting out in the parking lot. Uh, enjoying the day, waiting for them. And um, anyway, so I posted that on our Facebook page. If you wanted to check that out, go to facebook.com slash domestic church media. And I posted the flyover, uh, the Blue Angels, and um, what's the other, the Air Force? Ooh, forgive me. There's an, The Air Force has a name. Someone want to text me that name? Uh, 609-493-8255. 609-493-8255. What's the, the Blue Angels of the Navy, right? And then there's the Air Force... Formation uh, group. What do they call them? I forget. Text me, please, because I forgot. I'm 609-493-8255. But anyway, they both flew over. They're close enough that I got some video. I was standing out in the parking lot uh, when they came by. I was looking forward to that. So Blue Angels, Navy, right? And the the Air Force is what? Text me the name, 609-493-8255. But I have no prizes to give you. Uh, just a prayer. I'll give you a prayer. Many prayers. 609-493-8255. I also got information here from the diocese. So um, this is regarding this coming Friday. Uh, there will be a mass for all workers uh, celebrated by Bishop O'Connell. And it is going to be at noon. So what I'll do at noon... Um, oh, by the way, thank you. Whoever you are just said the Thunderbirds, right? The Thunderbirds, the Air Force of the Thunderbirds and Navy are the Blue Angels. Anyway, they all flew over. So Thunderbirds and Blue Angels. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, so the mass for all workers will be at noon on Friday. So instead of the repeat of the EWTN mass, we'll have Bishop O'Connell celebrating that mass and then at 3 o'clock, it is First Friday, by the way, and Bishop's program normally airs at 3 o'clock live on First Friday, uh, but he will be um, reconsecrating in, in union with his brother bishops around the country and Canada, and I believe the Italian bishops are doing it too, not, not at the same time, but at the same time. So this is going to be a powerful event. Uh, 3 o'clock our time, noon Pacific time, uh, the bishops of the United States and Canada will all at the same hour, the hour here be the hour of mercy. That's great. Um, reconsecrate their country, in our case, of course, the United States and in Canada, Canada, uh, to our Blessed Mother, Mary, Mother of the Church. And so we will broadcast that live as well, the prayer service. Uh, it's going to be um, at 3 o'clock here um, to reconsecrate the United States to Mary, 3 o'clock here on our station. And um, so that's why we're here. This is, you know, it's so important that we understand the importance of having uh, especially a local Catholic uh, media outlet like domestic church media, whether it be radio or as we do our live programming on our video platforms. It's so important to have this, to be here for as many people as possible, especially in these days. And I'm praying, my friends, you know, we, we're, we're all kind of evaluating, aren't we? We look, as you know, Cheryl and I have conversation. My sister was here today volunteering a little bit. Uh, we were socially distancing ourselves. Um, she was at the reception desk. I was in my office. 
but talking about um, people's attitude toward the live streaming of the mass, you know, and it is good. It's, it's important. We should have it. Thanks be to God we have it. But people shouldn't get too used to it and make it the norm. You know, even Holy Father recently said, and I'll have to find that. I'll share it with you some, one of our tomorrow or Thursday, said, don't get too used to this because this is not the way we're really supposed to be celebrating. We have to now. These live video streams. That's not what the Mass is. We, we are to come together as a community in the same building, in the same place, as often as possible, as much as we can. We can't do it now, but I, I'll get the exact statement by Pope Francis on that as well. But we are hearing now some people who, you know, the, 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 the ratings, so to speak, on the live stream of the Masses are beginning to wane a little bit. You know, Easter Sunday, I think Father Jason told us on Easter Sunday, they had 70,000 people watching the Mass with Bishop O'Connell by the vigil. But, and, the, you know, so many parishes are, are making every effort to stream. And, and now Cheryl's going, hey, thanks be to God, Cheryl's going back to work. Um, her pastor up at St. Magdalene's applied for and got that Paycheck Protection Program money. Uh, so they're all hired back up there. So uh, starting tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, Cheryl is going to be playing the organ up there for their 8 o'clock Mass every morning. Uh, see if you want to watch that. Uh, St. Magdalene's has the Mass with Father Brigenti and Father Trigilio, and Cheryl's playing the organ. 8 o'clock, uh, St. Magdalene in Flemington. But it's important we have all this available to us, but it's not the norm. You know, we're happy that we can be here doing this for you all the time. Uh, but, you know, even the raw live broadcast of the mass on the radio, aside from the coronavirus, is not sufficient. Uh, certainly, if you're a shut-in and you can't get out for one reason or another, you're sick or you're, you know, whatever, there's, there's other reasons you can't get to mass is different on a normal situation. Uh, so you listen to the mass on the radio. That's great. Or watch it on EWTN. But we should be going, and hopefully when things get back to normal, and let's pray they get back to normal, not, you know, a new normal. I don't want a new normal. I want a normal. I want normal. They talk about this new normal. Okay, so maybe people will be wearing masks on the beach this summer. How funny tans. <laughs> Won't they? <laughs> if they're wearing, they make, make, make you know, jerseyans wear uh, these masks on the beaches this summer. Imagine all the funny tans. So they should make the masks in a certain way so it makes patterns on their faces. Um, so, but let's not make that the new norm forever transition and then back to normal. Anyway, let's do this. Let, let, so, so noon on Friday, Bishop O'Connell, the mass for, for all workers here live on this station. And then at three o'clock, Bishop O'Connell in union with his brother bishops around the country and, and Canada will be reconsecrating, uh, Canada, uh, the United States and Canada to, uh, our blessed mother to Mary, mother of the church. Okay, let's go to Holy Father's um, where'd it go? I just had it here. Okay, this is from his homily on Sunday. Of course, Sunday, beautiful, beautiful gospel, the road to Emmaus. And Holy Father prayed on Sunday in a special way for those who were sad. And he reminded us in this homily that Jesus is near to all who uh, feel distress and dissatisfaction. 
And I know, especially on a day like today, aren't you about up to here? And I'm putting my hand under my chin <laughs> on radio. You can't see. With all this, I mean, it's necessary, I understand. But I think we're all ready to get back out there, you know. And thanks be to God, there are some places like St. Magdalene's and other places that have received this uh, uh, stimulus money that's, that's bringing workers back. That's important. Holy Father uh, said, Today in the Mass we pray for all those who are suffering from sadness because they are alone or because they do not know what to expect in the future. And he once again listed families who are suffering financially and maybe without work. He focused his homily on the homily on the gospel from Luke, recounting how the Lord accompanied the disciples on their way to Emmaus. The Holy Father began his homily with a description of a Christian. So he's talking about you and me as Christians, a description, a definition. He said, a person is Christian because he or she has met Jesus and has allowed Jesus to meet them. The Lord interacts with us in just the same way that he interacted with the two disciples on the way to Emmaus. So think about the definition of Christian. A person is Christian because he or she has met Jesus and has allowed Jesus to meet them. You know, we we talk a lot about, and Holy Father Pope Francis does as well, about encountering Christ. How do we help people to encounter Jesus. You know, as I said, as you know, I've I've been doing this a long time. Did my first official Catholic radio broadcast in November of 1995. November of 1995. It'll be 25 years ago in November. 25 years, a long time. And, of course, my inspiration way back when in the day was Mother Angelica. I I had been watching her do her program for a few years, you know. I remember the first time Cheryl and I saw Mother Angelica. We were were in Phoenix. We were living in Phoenix. So, you know, we we lived in Phoenix the first three years of, of our married life together. So it was back in the 80s. And we were flipping through the cable. In those days, cable cost, I think, $15 a month to have cable. <laughs> we used to complain about it. But we saw this nun. And in those days, when she first began, Mother didn't wear the, the full habit. You could see she wore the, the habit over her head, but some of her hair was showing. And uh, it wasn't that very, very conservative habit that she ended up wearing. But we both just stopped, and you know, coming from our, our Catholic upbringings, stopped and Look at this nun. Wow, look at this nun, we were saying. And she was funny, and she was teaching. And Anyway, we got to obviously know Mother, got to know EWTN, and, I, and she was a great inspiration to me And how she would bring Jesus to her television family in a, in, in a very unique and informative, loving, charitable, entertaining way. And that always impressed me. And I often think, you know, when people over the past 25 years, whether it's this program or any of the other programs that we've been broadcasting here at Domestic Church Media for so long now, my prayer is always that through whatever program it is, whether it's this program or Friday Live or or Bill and George's program or the Bishop's program or 
Bruce's program or any of the network programs he brings you from EWTN, that people in one way or another encounter Jesus. They meet Jesus. You know, you like to think that Jesus is very approachable. You know, if we if we were living in, in the day that uh, Jesus uh, was was um, doing his public ministry, we know that he was approachable. Certainly, they have to fight the crowds most of the time, but he was certainly very approachable, as he is today, even more so because it's a one-on-one with Jesus right now for each of us. And so Holy Father said that the person is a Christian because he or she has met Jesus and has allowed Jesus to meet them, to open up and allow Christ to meet us. He and tell him, you know, he knows us. He created us. He knows. He, but he loves and we, we pour our hearts out to him. You know, I spend a lot of time across the hallway here in, in our chapel. I have a lot of heart-to-heart talks with Jesus. You know, and we sometimes. Mother had a great story one time. She was Mother Angelica, and, and uh, I'm thinking about Mother today. So maybe she, maybe she's here with us today in a special way, right? But she was in the ch- in the chapel, kneeling down, and one of one of her uh, sisters came in to the chapel, and uh, question as to why Mother had this uh, scowl on her face, and she said, "She's not. I'm not talking to the Lord today." <laughs> She had a. She was having an issue with him, or something to that effect. I wish I could tell, like she does, but she, she was having. It's like any 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 loving relationship where you know you have your your most of the good days, but there are bad days too. You have some every every now and then a bad day, and you say, "I'm not talking to the Lord today." But we have to let Jesus see that and know that, and 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 be open to that. We have to share with Him everything that we are. And Holy Father said, it begins with the seed of dissatisfaction that we are born with. Many times we are not aware of the thirst in our souls for fulfillment. We make many wrong roads seeking what in the end never satisfies us. What we are really thirsting for is the encounter with God. Now stop and think about that and think about our lost world. How many people do you know in your own life, you know? who have this hunger and thirst for God and don't even know it. They're trying to fill it with, with, with other things, things of the world, possessions, power, prestige, uh, um, and artificial uh, stimulants like alcohol or drugs or cigarettes or things that they think are going to make them happy or, or promiscuity or immorality. These things will make, these will, these will satisfy these these yearnings that I have, and they don't. Holy Father said, you know, it's this seed of dissatisfaction that we're born with. You know, we're not aware of the thirst in our souls for fulfillment. And in the course of that, take many wrong roads, seeking what in the end never satisfies us. And usually that happens in our late teens and our early 20s. You know, we're really, really searching. Okay, I've, I've reached this I've crossed this threshold into my 20s, and I know now I'm, I'm growing up. Well, anyway, when I was growing up, you, you were growing up when you turned 18. <laughs> I don't know. And 30, if you were over, remember those of you who are my age, do you remember when in the, in the days back in the 60s, never trust anybody over 30? Because that was the establishment? <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. Today, 30-year-olds are still uh, <laughs> dependents in many cases. Um, but the Holy Father said at the same time, you know, we, we're thirsting for this encounter with God. Every, every human person is created with this innate desire for God. We know that. And that desire begins to become fulfilled as we grow in faith and begin to realize that I'm satisfied. I'm being satisfied not by the things of the world, not by the things that I can buy or purchase or store or hoard, not by the, the levels of success I have in the, in the eyes of the world, but my encounter with, with the living God and how fulfilling that becomes. And Holy Father said at the same time, God thirsts to meet us. That's why he sent Jesus, so that he could draw near and satisfy this thirst. Jesus is extremely respectful of our personal situation, Pope Francis said. He moves slowly. He is respectful of our, our readiness. He is patient. He doesn't rush ahead. Jesus accompanies at our, our side and invites us to talk about what bothers us, even to the point of feigning ignorance. And then he quoted, uh, well, he did say, uh, the Holy Father said, the Lord likes to hear us speak so that he can understand us well and to give the correct response to our dissatisfaction. The Lord does not accelerate. He always goes at our own pace. He waits for us to take the first step. And when it is the right moment, he asks us a question. Then he responds. He explains up until the right point. Then he pretends to go further to see how deep our dissatisfaction is. At the moment when our dissatisfaction meets Jesus, the life of grace and the fullness of life begins there. And Holy Father said that uh, he has always been curious to know what Jesus said to those two disciples so as to do the same. He said it must have been a beautiful catechesis. Jesus accompanies us along the entire journey, even when we are not aware of his presence. We meet Jesus in the darkness of our doubts, even in the horrible darkness of our sins. The Lord is always there to help us in our distress. He is always with us. The Lord accompanies us because he desires to meet us. This is the core of Christianity. You know, and there's that beautiful... Uh, um, image that we have, the poem that came out about 40 years ago, the footprints in the sand. You know, it, it, it uh, I, I think it came, I think it was like the mid, maybe the mid 70s that, that that was first released, I believe. And now it's, you know, you can buy the framed prints and things. It's on cups. It's on <laughs> that beautiful image of uh, the encounter between an individual and the Lord when he looks at the footprints in the sand and he said, Lord, you, and there are two sets of footprints. He questions our divine Lord. You know, I see throughout the course of my life, there are two sets of footprints. You, you, you walked with me along the whole way. And think about that, my friends, right now, wherever we are, and Jesus is walking with us. But the question that was posed in this, in this, uh, peace, as you know, that the man questioned the Lord because he said, but in those times of my life that were the most difficult, 
I only see one set of footprints. How, how could you have left me when I needed you most? And the Lord looked at the, the person that said, oh, my, my precious child. And think about that conversation. Those times, those darkest times in your life when you see only one set of footprints, I didn't leave you. It was then that I carried you. And you think about every person right now, my friends, whether yourself, someone you know, in the course of life. We all have those times when we are in the, our darkest moments, our most difficult times. I can think of times in my life, and I can look back now and say, I see though one set of footprints, and I know that Jesus was carrying me through that. And maybe you're there right now. Maybe you're feeling, I, I, I don't feel the Lord. I don't experience him, and I just, I'm numb. I don't know if my job is going to be there when this is all over. I, I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. I don't know how I can pay my child's tuition. I don't, I don't know how I can pay my rent or buy food. I'm afraid, and, and I don't feel the Lord. I don't see him. I only see one set of footprints, but they are the Lord's footprints carrying you through this right now. That encounter with Jesus that we are created, you know, when we're first created, have the innate desire for God. And God sent his son to be with us for that purpose, to fulfill that desire, to be with us throughout the course of this life, to walk with us along the path, but also in those very darkest and most troubling times to carry us. Okay, I'm going to go. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Get out and enjoy this beautiful day. Take a deep breath. Fill your lungs with the beautiful air that God has provided with us today. Just a beautiful day. Enjoy it, my friends. Thanks for being here. And please support us. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Click the Donate Now button and help us out. We need you now, especially over the next couple of months. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Thank you.